Okay, let's begin our discussion of this year's uh, Parshas Tetzaveh, Tavshin Ayin Beis. Uh, scheduling note next week, the week of Purim, we will have this year Monday night, Bez Hashem, Monday night, uh, regular time, and hopefully we'll have one or two thoughts related to Purim next week. This week we'll still be focused on the Parsha, Parsha Tetzaveh, as we discuss the only Parsha that Moshe Rabbeinu's name is absent from, from Shemos until the end of the Torah. We know the different symbolisms of that, as we have spoken about, but we focus first on a medrash. Medrash at the beginning of the parsha tells us, Fiat Tetzaveh, as we know, let's at least first read the first pasuk of the parsha. What is the first discussion in parsha Tetzaveh? Fiat Tetzaveh, B'nai Yisrael, V'yikhuwe lech Hashem en Zayizah, Kasis Lamaor, Command B'nai Yisrael, and take oil, crushed pure oil, Kasis Lamaor, for light, L'ha'alos ner tamid, to be ma'ale ner Outside the Oel Moed, outside the Parochas, in the Oel Moed, that's where Aaron HaKohen should light up the light up the menorah. Tells tells us the Medrash, beginning of the parsha. V'yatat etzave, v'chilo nikru Yisrael ela kezayis hazeh belvad. Are the Jews only compared to olives? Out of all of the all fruits, all special foods, only olives. All beautiful, wonderful fruits Klai Yisrael are compared to. Niki Yisrael Bagefen, Uteina, compared to grapes and vines and, and figs. Shinemar, Gefen, Mimitzrayim, Tasia, Teina, the Pasukin, Hoshea, Katamar, we compare to dates. Tamar, Shinemar, Zos, Komasech, Tamsala, Tamar, Keerez, like the high, the high trees from Levanon, Keerez, Bavanon, Yiskev. We're compared to so many things. And yet, Yirmiyahu in Parakid Aleph specifically says, Ah, oh, Aleph. Zayas Ra'anan, you see the second line. Zayas Ra'anan, Yefei Pri, Toar, Kara Hashem Shemech. Hashem called you. Obviously relating to the beginning of our parsha, Shemin Zayazach, the oil. So why is Zayas? Uba Yirmiyahu, Lomar, Zayas Ra'anan, Yefei Pri, Toar. So the Medrash gives three explanations. What is the connection between Zayas and Am Yisrael? Ella, line 11. Ma hazayis hazeh ad shehu bi'ilano megargerin oso. When the olive is all the way up in the tree. You have to shake the tree. V'yachar kach moridin oso min hazayis. And then the olives come down. V'nechbat. And they get crushed. Umishachov din oso malin oso lagat. And then I bring it to the olive press, and I crush them more. And then I bring all the different stages. If anybody's ever been at an olive press, there's the basic crushing, then there's the heavy stone, the more serious crushing, and I keep pushing and pushing until I get the product, until I get the oil out. So to the Jewish people. We are crushed throughout our history. We're crushed. In every century we're crushed. We're like those olives. We're tied down. We have stones brought on top of us. And then what comes out? The Jews, the Jew, holds tenaciously Takarish Baruch No matter how much we're crushed, and how much we're pushed, and how much we're squeezed. We see, what comes out? That wonderful oil, that connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. V'yachakachos in Shuva, V'yachadosh Baruch Hu onelahem, and Hashem answers us, Minayin shenema v'yeyonchu b'nei Yisrael. We were, we, we groaned, we sighed from the labor in Egypt, but tsar lecha u'mitzaucha. Many times when there are tsaris, when there are difficulties, we come back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're like olives. Zayis Ranan, Yefei Pritoa, like the olive that is crushed and pushed and that brings the, brings out the wonderful product. So too, our being crushed brings us closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Number one. Number two says the Medrash. Dover Acher. Ma ra yermiyo limshol avoseido kezayis. Again, same question. Ela kol hamashkin misarvin zebazet. All liquids mix into each other. If I mix together apple juice and soda, so I get apple juice flavored soda. 
If I mix together milk and black coffee, I get coffee. If I milk to get, put together any two liquids, there's only one liquid that's not misarif, and that's oil. Oil doesn't mix. Ella omeid stands by itself. So too, Am Yisrael, we don't mix in, as the Pazik says, Losis Chatin Ba. Opinion number two. Finally, opinion number three, Dabar Acher. Kol Hamashkim, Adam Ma'ari Bohem, Ve'ene Yodeya, Eze Takton, Ve'ene Elyon. Not only does it not mix, but even if I would know it's separate, I wouldn't know what's on top and what's on bottom. Aval Hashemen, but as we know, many who use, there's, a, there's a, even a minhag, to use water in the bottom of the oil in the Hanukkah candles as a symbol of this following third idea. Aval Hashemen afilu ata ma'arva b'chol ha'mashken sheba'olam hu nasu l'mala mehen. The oil ends up above the water. The oil floats above and not only is separate, but is above it. Kach avoseinu b'shashem osim ritzono shal makom. So too, Avosenu and ourselves, when we're Oseh Ritzono Shalmakom, Nitzav Lamalo, we end up above Ovdekochavim. Shanemar, Unisancha, Shemalokecha Elyon, we're above. So oil is not only separate, but it ends up above Lamala, just like the oil, so too Am Yisrael. Three ideas in the Medrash. Whether Am Yisrael are compared to oil because after the crushing process, after the squeezing process, the product is so beautiful, or because of its separateness, or because of its being above. Says the Shem Rabbi Weinberger, maybe these three types of, oil, types of comparisons to oil symbolize three types of Jews. Three types of Jews, how they identify themselves with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Line 9. Source number two. V'yef shalafarish. De gimel chilukim elu shayachim legimel madrego shel yehudim. Really, there are three levels of Jews. De amnam. Yesh nam yehudim she'enam shayachim klal lakiyim taro mitzvahs ve'enam akirim yahadusam. There are some Jews that want to deny, that are totally assimilated, that want to have no connection to Torah or HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the only way that they are identified as Jews is when others identify them as Jews. Because when it comes to the Umos Olam around us, they're not Machalic. They don't make distinctions between how religious and how Meshomer Torah Mitzvah a Jew is. A Jew is a Jew. Right, as Rechaim Velazhin quotes, as we've quoted in the past, if a Jew doesn't make Kiddush, the guy makes Havdalah. So Havdalah were separate. He, they were all together. So there are some Jews that are only identified as Jews from an external source. To a Jew is a Jew, it doesn't matter. And then they, then they become connected. But it's only the external. It's when they're crushed and when they're pushed by others. Number one. But then there's a second type. Sha'af. Turning the page. Shaheim Rachokimidastarasenu. There are some, some of us that maybe aren't the best and fulfilling all the mitzvahs like we should be fulfilling. But there's a basic idea that they have. They want they identify as proud Jews. Maybe not connected to Torah and mitzvahs. But they are a proud Jew, and they don't want to be mixed up and assimilated with others. Intermarriage would be the ultimate tragedy. At least regarding this, to be a Jew in name, not by what they do, but by who they are. So that's enough. To be separate, and that's shot number two of the Medrash. It's not Misarif. Oil is not Misarif. But finally, hopefully, what we all aspire to, we are the, the Bale Madrega, the third level, the third message of the oil. Oil not only being separate, 
but also being above and being uplifted. This isn't enough to be separate. To be an Arla Goyim. To live a, a, a sanctified and uplifted life. They don't want any, any involvement. Not even to be close. That's, that's the third level. The third, third dimyon that the Medrash has. The Jew that raises himself up through Torah and mitzvos to be above those around him and his surroundings. So that starts us off. Three comparisons, Zaysim and the Jew. We could save these thoughts for, uh, for Hanukkah, but now we continue. Another thought on the beginning of the Parsha. Habakkas Nerus. Why is this mitzvah here? We just had Parsha Truma. Truma speaks all about the structure of the Beis HaMikdash. It doesn't really get into details about Avod of the Beis HaMikdash. Just tell us what to build, how to build it, the Kalim, the Aron, the Shulchan, and all the, even the Menorah. We have all the Kalim except for one last week. We have one Kli stuck at the end of our Parsha, which by the we'll get back to later, the Mizbech HaZahav. But we have all the Kalim, all the, all the uh, structure last week. This week, the first half of the Parsha, is also creation, all the Begundim. How we make the Begundim. The four of the Kohen Hedyot, the eight of the Kohen Gadol. So it's all, it's all the, putting it all together, the Binyan. The Binyan of the Kalim, the Binyan of the, of the Mishkan, and the Binyan of the Begundim. Stuck in the middle, in between, is the mitzvah of lighting the candles in the base of Mikdash. What's it doing here? Right? Tell us later. What do we need this for? It's repeated later anyway. In the Torah. But why is it here? As if there's a message that, that we have to, wait a minute, before you finish, before you, before you, you create the Begadim and you start the Avodah, you need to understand something. Question one, what is it doing here? Halak is Neiris. Machlokas, Rashi and the Rambam, whether candles are, all, all, are only lit at night, according to Rashi, or even by, in the morning, according to the Rambam, but either way, what exactly is, it, is this uh, mitzvah formulated here for? Question number one. Question number two, we might ask, what about the last phrase in the, in the section? We have these two psukim, two psukim, and then we get right into, hakrevi lachaz aron and we start the begadim. But the Torah tells us, in the Yomoed, right outside the parochis of the Kodesh Kadashim, asher Hashem, Light the candles, set up the candles and light the candles. Chukas olam ledorosam me'es b'nei Yisrael. It's a chok for generations. So why is that here? Chukim. This is a chok. Is this really a chok? And what's the emphasis of ledorosam forever? Like why would we have thought otherwise? Chukas olam ledorosam. Doesn't say this by every by every one of the mitzvahs, by every aspect of the Mishkan and of the Begadim. So why is it here, Bechlal, and what is the phrase at the end, Chukas, Olam, Ladorosam, Eis B'nei Yisrael, what is that teaching us? Says the Be'er Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Misalant. By the way, it's a special schus to have us here tonight as we stand here together on Zion Adar. Says the Be'er Yosef, L'chora, asking our question, we asked his question, L'chora ha'isa mitzvah z'alakas neiros, ru'uya likasev achar kamasai mishkan, v'yamadas ha'menor bimkoma. Where should this mitzvah be? Put it after you have the mishkan. I'm gonna put it. Where's the, where do you talk about the, once you start at the end of Pekudeh? Once the hashru, there was hashras, hashchina. So then, you light the menorah. V'lo lahavsikan beinasiyas ha-mishkan v'akalim lebeinasiyas bigdei kahuna. Right stuck in the middle between the building of the mishkan and the, and the weaving and the sewing of the begadim. You have this mitzvah stuck in. U'be'emes ikra mitzvah v'yashar al-avaka ne'emar pashas emar. It's repeated in Emar, and it's in Baaloscha. Uma What is it doing here? Question one and question two, as we said. What exactly is that emphasizing? So he brings in an idea that we've mentioned in other contexts, but he says it right here. Let's see what he says. Line 11. The Gemara says all the way at the end of Masechus Menachas. 
Bo Ure Maxiv Beparshas Karbonos. What does it say in Parsha of Karbonos? Namar Bishor Hagas Isherech Nichoach. Uba Ofadak Isherech Nichoach. Uba Mincha Isherech Nichoach. The same Lushan that a Kaddish Baruch Hu Kaviyachol has a Reach Nichoach. He appreciates what we do by any type of carbon that we give. Whether it's a big fat cow, whether it's a whether it's a, a smaller bird, whether it's a carbon mincha, a little flour and oil, doesn't matter. Reich nichalach. What does Chazal say? The, the Mishnah at the end of Menachos: Echad amarbe vechad amamit ubilvachi yechavin libol shemaim. Doesn't matter what you give, as long as you have the right kavana. Meaning what? It's not that we're giving Hakadosh Baruch Hu something. I'd rather have a cow, but. No, if you full of flour, okay, it's the best you could do. No, Chazal doesn't say that. It's exactly equal in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The flour, the bird, and the cow, they're all exactly equal. The Gemara tells us. Why do we have to know this? What would we have thought otherwise if the Torah wouldn't have said Reach Nichach by each one, by Mincha, by Oath, by Behema? We might have had the false impression that we're actually giving something to God. Similar to the first thought that we mentioned in last week's shir. Now we'll focus on here. Line 28. One might think. He needs presence. There's, there's so much, so much, folk, a whole Seder. Kajim. So many. All about Karbanus. Right, not the whole Seder. Right, Zvachim and Menachas, part of Chulin. A little bit of Bechoros, but, but there's a lot of other topics. But a lot of Seder Kachim is about Kachim and Karbanos. One might think, what's the focus of Karbanos? HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands this, because after all, this is what he needs, this is what he wants. So we might have that mistaken impression, which we are already conditioned not to have. But one might have thought that. Ukidei line 36. Lahotzi milibam ta'ozu. Because to preclude this mistaken thought, there are many, many hints and psukim and references in the Torah and in Chazal to make sure we know it's all mitzidenu. All karbanus is the messages we get out of karbanus. Hashem doesn't get anything out of the carbon. Remember last year's Parsha Shir, Parsha Shoftim, we discussed this from the Meshachachma. But Hashem doesn't get anything. Like the Pasuk says that we're going to read in Aftorah this Shabbos, the Torah for Parsha Zachar, when Shmuel Anavi gives rebuke to Shaul after Shaul did not slaughter all the animals. Shmuel says to Shaul, what you do? And Shaul says, well, I kept them to give carbon. It's not going to What does Shaul answer? Bottom line. Does God want your animals? Like he wants you to listen to him? He wants to say, Listening to the Baruch Hu is so much stronger that a carbon doesn't want this carbon if he didn't command it. And as Yeshayahu says in the Aftar for Shabbos Chazon, Lomali robes of Chechem, Vatan Parak Fazvatun, Lobo Chafatsi, I don't want it. Karbanas aren't about giving something to Hashem. It's about getting messages for us and fulfilling God's will and every detail of every karban and every zrika teaches us something. Says the Ber Yosef, maybe with this we can understand what Menorah is doing here. Vehine, next paragraph. Let's think about this mitzvah for a minute. We're lighting candles in the Mishkan. We're lighting a menorah in the Mishkan. Could anybody ever think that God really needs some light? He's trying to read Kaviach a little bit and he, he needs us to, to make a little light. Would anybody ever come to think of such a ridiculous thought when he sees the sun in the sky? Nobody would ever come to think that. The, by menorah, it's obvious. When we have the avoda of Alakas Neiris, that's an obvious one. No, no thinking individual is going to ever think that we really are lighting something for Hashem. Bevadai, she'i efshelahalos aldas, 
Mishahu. Nobody will ever think. Nobody's ever going to think that. Like the Gemara says in the second parak in Shabbos. Hashem needs the light. Hashem gave us light. Right, there's a big, there's a big uh, cloud and there's a big fire that we keep seeing. But he's adding us to, to, to light a little wick. What is that doing for us? Nothing. Shakula Mamish. In the days of the Midbar, it was clear. Nobody would have thought otherwise. So says the Ber Yosef. Maybe this is why we have. This mitzvah, before the entire process is finished, before you get started, okay, I told you how to build it, but before I tell you how any people are involved, before the begadim, before the Kohen Gadol puts on his special Shmona begadim, before any of that, let me explain to you something. Halakas Neiris is also an avoda, meaning it's nothing to do with me, says Hashem. That's why this is specifically put here so we gain that message. Turn over the page for a minute. Says the Ber Yosef. We were still in the desert. We had the fire. And the Amud Anan and the Amud Eish. So we knew Hashem doesn't need our menorah. Obviously a chok. That's the chok. That's the emphasis in the Pasuk. The answer to our second question. The Pasuk tells us, Chukas Olam Ladorosam. It's a chok now. It's obvious that it's a chok now because you have the Ananea Kavid and you have the Eish, the Amuda Eish. But you know what? Take this message forever. Even when there's no fire that's leading you in the desert, remember, Chukas Olam Ladorosam. Ultimately, I don't need this Avoda. It's all for you. They are external side reasons that we give. But in the future, realize that it's not for me. That's Chukas Olam Lutarosam. And then he says, finally, wrapping up in the middle, That's why we have this mitzvah here. Even though it doesn't belong here. Because before you finish, don't jump in. You need this message. You're about to start everything. The Kohanim are going to be designated as Kohanim. And they'll be a big day kahuna. And they're going to be to be able to be Rech Nichawach. Don't think Rech Nichawach is something that I really need or appreciate. I appreciate it. But I don't need it. Menorah is Megala on all of the other Avodos that are to follow. Okay, two ideas related to the beginning of the parsha: oil and halakas neiros. Now we get into the crux of this parsha. Next couple of thoughts, next four or five ideas are going to be about the main discussion of the parsha, and that, of course, are the big day kahuna, big day kahuna, the four big day lavan of every kohen hediot, and the additional four begadim of the kohen gadol. Torah tells us right at the beginning of the section. Bring close Aaron and his sons to be Kohanim for me. Wonderful. Make begadim for Aaron your brother for honor and for glory or for splendor. What's the deeper meaning of lechavod lesefaris? Those begadim are lechavod lesefaris. So some achronim say it means that they have to be written lishma. They have to be, have to be uh, created and woven lishma. Lechavod lesefaris for glory. Suggest the ksav sofer another idea. We'll skip the first two lines of the ksav sofer where he quotes a gemara. We'll come back. Venirali lefaris says the ksav sofer ki b'shnei dvarim yesh toeles. There are two advantages and two milas that one might have by wearing appropriate clothing. By wearing appropriate clothing for a for a Jew, there are two two reasons why one might do that. Two reasons. Chada, number one, 
Kamo Rabbi Yochanan, Shekar Lamana, Mechadusa. One could be like Rabbi Yochanan, who in Mesecha Shabbos called his Begadim the Mechabdim. These give me honor. What does that mean? Kihu letiferes letamad chacham. Reason number one, one might wear appropriate, not extra fancy, that would be haughty, and people would say, oh, look what he's wearing, but appropriate, appropriate, nice, like the Gemara says in Shabbos, Talmud Chacham is allowed to walk outside with a stain on his shirt, and the Talmud Chacham has to be dressed appropriately, that people can look, and like, oh, first reason, has nothing to do with the Talmud Chacham himself, but it has to do with others. It has to do with how people view his position. And he's bringing honor to the Torah by wearing special begadim. He himself doesn't need the begadim for anything. So that's Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan needed begadim to remind him how to, how to behave? Of course not. Rabbi Yochanan. So why did he wear begadim? Mechab dosai. They were mechabit him, meaning they were mechabit the Torah. They were mechabit his position. That's reason number one why Talmud Chacham would wear appropriate, proper begadim because for others. The ode yesh to'elis la'adam but there's another reason. Shemitoch shehu mitsuyan bibgadav lo shocheach ma'awaso umatzavo If I'm wearing a certain dress then I won't forget who I am and I won't forget what is expected of me. I won't mix with others that are below me. I'll always remember. We discussed this a few years ago. The Sefer HaChinuch says right here, we're affected by what we wear. If I'm dressed formally, I'll act in a certain way. If I'm dressed in a t-shirt and shorts and sneakers, I'll also act in a certain way. I act differently based on what I'm wearing. Nothing wrong with that. When you go play basketball, then that's appropriate. But says the says the Ksav Sofer, the second reason we wear begadim is for ourselves. So that we remember who we are and what is required of us and that we're not misarib with others. And if the first purpose, the example was Rabbi Yochanan, the second purpose, the example is Am Yisrael and Mitzrayim. Am Yisrael and Mitzrayim one of the four things, Shaloshinu es Mabusham. That saved them because that kept them separate. And they needed that. That's why they were misarif with the Egyptians. What, you can't say Rabbi Yochanan did it for reason number two. What, he needed to remind him? Or else he would have been misarif? No, keep a lavachi. That's why he called them the Chabdosai. Two reasons one, one a Tamar Chacham, a pious person would wear appropriate, or any of us would wear appropriate begadim. Number one, because of who we are, we want others to realize the covet of Torah, the covet of the position that we're in. Or number two, to protect us. Because we need it. Says the Ksav Sofer, this second reason, before we get back to our Pasik, this second reason could give us a deeper insight into a, an unusual line of the Gemara in Masechah Shabbos. Look back now to the first line. So the Gemara says, Why are the Tamidah Chachamim in Bavel? Why do they wear special begadim? Why do they wear fancy suits? That's the words of the Gemara. Because they're not B'nai Torah. What does that mean? Bavel, Talmud, Bavli? Right? We don't we don't forget that they weren't B'nai Torah. So what is what what exactly does that mean? So the Tzav Sofer gives two different ideas, but they're both within purpose number two of his. Says the Tzav Sofer. Second paragraph. There were many in Babel that were what we would call Ameharets. They would have been made fun of. They don't want to get mixed in with others. And what does it mean, therefore? Why do they Because the others are not B'nai Torah. 
They wear it because the others are not Torah, therefore they have to protect themselves. And they have to make sure that they're not Nisarev. So first shot says the Ksav Sofer is anybody Torah going on the other people that they were involved. If somebody is involved, one of my Talmidim actually just went back after uh, he was here for um, for a second year in Eretz Yisrael. So he went back and he was going to his, be in a certain, a certain uh, place and he said, you know what? I think I'm going to dress in this way because I need to make sure that I stay separate. He said that to me. Mom is exactly this idea. If he's going to be near others that he, he knows, Roes Hanolad, then he has to protect. That's the first shot. Ain't a the others. But then the Ksav Sofer says something that maybe we could, uh, this is a, a one-liner that we could, an insight, it's something that we say all the time. What does it mean, Enam B'nai Torah? What's a Ben Torah? Why is it called a Ben Torah? Why not a, I don't know, a, a Baal Torah? It's called a Ben Torah. Why is it called a Ben Torah? Or a Bar, it's similar, you can say the same thing, a Bar Mitzvah. Right, bar is just that Aramaic for Ben. Why Ben? Why is it Ben Torah? Maybe the Slav Sofer says, no, it's talking about the, they themselves. They have to dress properly because they are not B'nai Torah. A Ben Torah is a very high level. What does that mean? Ki Ben Torah yikare mi she'osek tamid b'Torah lo yifne daito mimena me'oz olam. Somebody who always is connected to Torah when he's learning or even when he's not learning. Kamo Ben La'av a son is always a son. It doesn't matter where the son is, what the son is doing. A son is the son of a father, no matter what. A ben Torah is somebody who is connected to Torah 24-7. When they're learning, when they're at work, when they're in the bathroom, wherever. That's a ben Torah. So even if somebody is kovea itim Torah, they might not be on the level of Ben Torah. I have my Seder, I have my set learning, and then when I go out, I can do whatever I want, and I'm not governed by the Torah rules. So maybe even if the Tamid HaChachamim Shem Bavel were wonderful, great, amazing, but maybe, says the Ksav Sofer, that they weren't on the, this high, unbelievable level of Ben Torah. And that's referring to them. But either way, says the Ksav Sofer, they're both within purpose too of wearing these special Bagadim. Their own protection from others or their own protection to remember themselves what's expected of them. Both of those are second type of purpose. But remember of Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan called his Begadim Mechab Dosai. These give me kavod. Meaning, he didn't need to remember anything. He wore it so that others would look at him and Torah would be glorified. And Hashem would be glorified. Ashrei. Ashrei, the God of this person. So now, says the Ksav Sofer, we read our Pasik. The Yosebik, they call this the Aron Achicha, L'chavod Ulisif Ares. That's like Mechab Dosai. Aaron Cohen wore the Begadim for the glory of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Maybe that's where Rabbi Yochanan got it from. He got that washer from this Pasuk. Line 16 at the end. V'yomer me'ata ki m'shabeach ez Aaron shlayet sarech lo bosh big de kahuna k'day she yizkar al yadam liyos bektusha yosim ikalab. He didn't need it. Ki b'lav achay a parish v'kadosh. He was already a parish. He wore it l'chavr l'sefares tight purpose number one like Rabbi Yochanan that was Aaron Cohen. Okay. Let's talk now about one of the begadim. In quotes, I say begadim. Just as we did last week when we had a machlokas about what one of the kalim looked like. If you remember, we discussed the aron. Where were the rods of the aron? Were they towards the top of the aron, towards the bottom of the aron? Machlokas, Rashi, Ramban, the Ebenezer said that the aron had legs. So today we're going to talk about another one of the Items, I should say, that are mentioned in our parsha. If you look at Perachavches, at the end of Perachavches, we're skipping now the entire Perak, towards the end. Perachavches, Pasik Chavtes will start. V'nasa Aaron Ashmos Bnei Yisrael b'Choshen Amishpat. Aaron carried the names of Bnei Yisrael on the Choshen, as we know, all of the stones of the Choshen, those of the Choshen. Let's finish the Pasuk first. Ali Bo Bevo Ala Kodesh, Luzi Karon, Lafrey Hashem Tamid. 
as a remembrance to Hashem always. Vinasata el choshen hamishpat. Put to the choshen hamishpat as haurim beesatumin. The urim betumin. The hayu alev aharon bevaolif me Hashem. And this will be on the heart of Aaron when he goes in front of Hashem. Vinasa Aaron. It's Bishop Bnei Yisrael and he'll carry on it. He'll carry it on him tamid. Look at Rashi. What exactly is the urim betumin? Does not really explain it in the text. Torah Shibachsav does not tell us what the Urimitumim is. Right? The aphod, we kind of get an idea. You know, we don't know exactly. We know it's the kind of apron. The meal, we get the, it's described. It's a coat with bells on the bottom. Right? The ksonas. Every one of the begadim, even the tzitz, which we'll talk about soon. It's described. The Torah does not describe the Urimitumim. What is the Urimitumim? It's very unclear. All we know about it is that it's placed El Choshen HaMishpat. So what does that mean? So Rashi, and we're brainwashed by Rashi. It's not bad to be brainwashed by Rashi. But we're brainwashed by Rashi and others who say that the Urim Betumim was, what does Rashi say here, Pasuk Lamed? Huksav Shema Mafurish. Shayinosno Betok Kifle HaChoshen. It was a little ksav with God's name on it. It was put in the folds of the Koshen. That Shem Hashem was the power that made all the stones light up. Whenever a question was asked, beginning of uh, Sefer Shoftim, who's going up first? Yehuda Yala. Who's going up first? So the letters lit up and the Kohen Gadol has to unscrabble the letters, put them in place. We discussed a couple of years ago. That's the, the Ramban describes that in, on this Pasik and the Vilna Gon. That was the problem with Eli and Chana, Kisara, Kishera, Shikora. This is Nyana Dioma, I guess, Purim. But um, anyway, says the says Rashi, that's what it is. Shal Yadahu Meir Dvarov. That's the word Urim. Urim is from the word Or. It causes the stones to light up. Meir Dvarov, Umitamemis Dvarov. And it completes the words. And then the Rashi continues, we should remember, The Gemara tells us in Masechah's Yuma, there were a number of items that were missing in the second Beis HaMikdash, that were in the first Beis HaMikdash. Tomorrow morning's Dafyomi. Those of you involved, quote, they quote the Pasuk. That the Zakanim that came back during Bayashani, and they remember what the first Bayash Rishon looked like, they cried. While everybody else was celebrating, they were crying. You call this a base of Migdash. There's no Aaron here. This is a base of Migdash. There's no fire. There's no Aaron Tobin. What kind of what kind of Khoshen is this? Nothing's gonna light up. But that's that's what Chazal say, based on Rashi. They had the Khoshen because you couldn't be Mukhusar Bagadim, but the Urbatumin was left out. The Al Shame Oso Haksav Hukari Mishpat. Okay, wonderful. That's Rashi. Says the Ksava Kabbalah, Rav Mecklenburg. And you see this Ksava Kabbalah, you can never read this Pasik the same way again. Quotes Rashi, quotes the Ramban, and he says he's had tremendous wonderment that the Rambam never quotes this. Rambam doesn't say that this is the Urmatumim. Tamahati, line two. Shalom Matsasi Harambim Klum. I didn't find this. In the, no, the Rambam gives the whole seder of Levisha's big day kahuna. Kohen Hedyo, Kohen Gadol. He goes through it. First he put on the Mechlasayim. And, and he never says, and then you put the Ksav, the Shem Hashem, inside the Choshen, and then you put on the Choshen. He doesn't say that. And the Rambam would say that. The Rambam wrote it, his sefer, that tells exactly what's done. Ve'ech Yishamet, Mikra Mefurash. Why is it left out? Says the Ksav Kabbalah, I think the Rambam has a totally different understanding of what Urim Vitumim is. Lakach nirali, diladaito ain Urim Vitumim, Shemos Kadoshim Kadas Mefarshim. You know, wouldn't it have said in the in the Torah maybe? We know every other detail of the of the Begadim, right? Exactly how every, the aphod connected to the hooks. On the top of the choshen, the shoulder straps were over, and on the bottom, and the cheshavah, every detail. Look, over the Torah could have been clearer in terms if there was a piece of aksav that had to be put inside the choshen. Could have told us. It's it's, it's written in, a, in an oblique way. Urim yeah, that's the ksav that goes inside the choshen. Says. 
The Ksava Kabbalah, you know what the Rambam thinks? The stones themselves were the Urmatumim. That's what the Rambam thinks the Urmatumim were. That's why it doesn't say, it's not an extra stage. The stones that go, the, the Avnei Choshen, that light up, they themselves, there's no extra Ksav inside of it. These stones that have the, the names of, of the Shvatim on them. If you remember, Chazal tells not only the names of the Shvatim, because there were certain letters that don't appear in the names of the Shvatim. See, I have a couple of extra words. There's no Kuf and there's no Tess, among others. So that's what you had also have Avram Yisrael and Yaakov Shifte Ka. We're also on the, on, the, uh, on the stones. So, says the Rambam, Heim Atzman Karan Akas of Khan B'Shem Urim Vitumim. The Urim are the stones themselves. Ki heim atzmam hayu meirim utamimim. They lit up and they were complete. Bidivrehem, biblitas osiosehem el hanishabahem. That's what it means. And then it continues. I'll tell you another reason why they're called Urimitumim. Venerally owed to milvadla sibas pulo sehen hanifla hazos bechuvas hanishabahem. Besides the fact that their purpose makes it fitting for them to be called Urmitumim because they're, they light up and they are mitamein, they give complete answers. There's another reason. These names fit. Number one, the stones themselves were very shiny. Forget the magic of the, once they were all in. They magic, the Baruch Hu gave messages. They were shiny stones. Odem, Pitata, all of them, they were shiny. So that's Urim. Not magical, naturally. Number one. Lokachnikur Umim, Ratzolomar, Ba'alei Or. Number one. And number two, they were not chiseled. They had to be complete. They had to be whole stones. That have been found. That's Tumim. Urim Tumim, according to this shot of Urim Tumim, have a double meaning. Purpose, what they do and what they are. What they do in terms of lighting up and answering Klal Yisrael and what they are. They're shiny. They're complete. And that's why you don't have any special phrase any special saying in the Rambam that tells us what to do. And he says you can even look, even in the language, even in the language of the Pasik. What does the Pasik say? Venasata el choshen amishpat. It says el, doesn't say bit. What you place two. You're putting two. You're putting it in the, in the on the choshen amishpat. That word makes sense. El choshen amishpat. You put it to the choshen amishpat. He says a little later. That's what he thinks the Rambam that's what he thinks the Rambam holds. And he continues and he says also, he says it's not counted as a separate one of the Begadim. And if it was really, if it was really an extra piece, so, and it was supposed to be in there, so why is it? We said before, Rashi quoted, he, the Kohen Gadol and the Bayashani had to wear the Choshen because he would be Mechusr Begadim. But if there was an extra piece that was supposed to go in there, so he'd still be Mechusr Begadim. He's missing something. He says, no, he's not Mechusr Begadim because there is no extra piece. It's just the stones themselves. Says the extra piece was not the Urmatumim. Okay, so Machlokas Rashi suggested Rambam according to the Ksav HaKabala. Okay, we continue. Torah tells us about the Me'il. Again, every Beged gives us messages. The Gemara and Arachin, we're not going to go through it now. Gemara and Arachin, the Yomi did it a couple of weeks ago, tells us that every Beged was Machaper for a different Avera. Every Beged. Is Machaper discusses it. The Gemara in Zvachim also has a, has a discussion of it. But says the Torah by Shlishi, Vaasises Meil Vaefod Klil Techelas. One has to make the Meil, the long robe made out of all Techelas. Right, we think it's expensive to get a, a little, a couple of threads for our tzitzis Techelas. The entire Meil was pure Techelas. The Torah d- d- describes what it is. It has a place for the head and it's loose on the sides. Pasig Lamed Gimel. The Asisa al Shulav Rimonei Tchelos Vargaman Vatolashani al Shulav Saviv. There were bells on the bottom of the Me'il. 
Ufamone zahav betocham saviv. Pamon zahav rimon, gold bell, pomegranate. Gold bell, pomegranate. And it went, the bottom of the aphod, the bottom of the me'il, was very unusual, a unique beged. And it had, had these, uh, these bells on the bottom. Vayal Aaron l'shares, and it's always with Aaron. Vinishma kolo, bivoo el hakodesh. And whenever he did anything, you knew he was coming. Right? That was the, that was the me'il. You can always hear when somebody's coming from the outside. Or if it says so, velo yamus. Okay, you can always hear when he's coming. Says Rashi. Says Rashi. Okay, velo, you can always hear the, the bells. It goes on the bottom. If you don't have this, then it's, uh, misa shamayim. But Chazal also tell us, Chazal also tell us, if you look now in source number eight, Rav Pinkus quotes the Ramban. Just gave it to you as a quote here. He quotes it here, so I didn't give it to you inside. He quotes the Ramban. Why bells? What do you need bells for? Kitsiva vahem ba'avur she yishma kola b'voel hakodesh v'ikanes l'fnei adonav be'elu birshus. You know what the bells are like? It's like you're knocking. You're letting somebody know. I'm coming! You don't want to surprise the person. L'havdil. The being. It's a Kodesh Baruch Right, you know what? You know it's covered. Sarah covered to always announce oneself instead of just barging in. So there's a there's a rishus ki abol hechal melech pitom chayemisa b'tafsisi malchus. Right in Yanadioma, if Esther wouldn't have prepared, right, she goes in un, uninvited, un, unannounced, chayemisa on the spot. That's why she was so worried and so nervous. So the message for us is that we should realize that we're, we're going into a special place. And the Kohen Gadol is going into a special place. And that's why there are bells. It's as if he's asking Rishus to go in. Two steps. Two thoughts. One that builds on another one. Question number one. Why only the Kohen Gadol? Well, it's a nice idea. right? Everybody's going in to do the Avodah. You know, should, should remember that they're going in. Talk about the Shouldn't barge in. So why only the Kohen Gadol? Number one. And number two, it's amazing if you think about it, when the Kohen Gadol went into the most special place, the place where he really should have to ask for shus and announce himself because he only went in there once a year, he didn't wear the bells when he went in. The meal was one of the big days of. So Dafka, the day and the time that he went into the Kodesh Kodesh, he didn't wear the meal, no bells, no rishus. So why normally does the Kohen Hedyot not? And then why does the Kohen Gadol take them off when he goes into? So we know the halachic reason, in Kateger Nasa you can't wear gold begadim in. Okay, but maybe there's another idea. Says Rapinkas, Yeshlis Boni Machora, Madula Gabi Big Day Kohen Hedyot, Lotsiv Satar Lashmiya Kola, Kashas Rashus. Why? But maybe you had Bazedavka Kohen Gadol. The nearest and nearest can you sort Chashuv. Says Rapinkis, there's an important Yisod that's being told to us. That it's only the Kohen Gadol and not the Kohen Hediot. Avodas HaKohen Gadol, Romezes al Avodasam HaMiuchedes, Sheyechide Haskula, Tzadike Yisrael. The Kohen Gadol symbolizes the upper echelons of our spiritual society. The high levels. V'ilu Avodas HaKohen Hediot, and the avoda of the Kohen Hedyot, we're all Hedyotos. You know, we go through tzitzis, tefillin, davening, all the mitzvahs. So it's different avodos. Says your pinkus, you know what the message is? The higher we get, and the deeper we get, and the more spiritual we become, we have to ask Rishus. And we have to keep focusing on the appropriateness of our actions. We want to go up the spiritual ladder? Don't barge in. Appropriate chumras. Appropriate going up the ladder, step by step. We've quoted in the past one of the 42 pshatim 
of the Arachayim HaKadosh at the beginning of Bechukosai. On Bechukosai Telechu. So one of those Pshatim, I think it's number seven or so, uh, here's number six, I don't remember exactly, he quotes the Mishnah Perkiyavos, where he says, Velo Amaaretz Chasid, which usually is translated as, if I don't know anything, I can't be pious. I can love Shabbos, but if I don't learn Hilchah Shabbos, I'm not going to know it. Velo Amaaretz Chasid. says the Arachayim HaKadosh is another idea. Velo Amaaretz Chasid and Amaaretz shouldn't be a Chasid. Not just couldn't, but shouldn't, because we have to go step by step in our Avodah Hashem. And the higher we go, we have to keep asking ourselves, is this appropriate? I have to ask Rashus Kaviyachov of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, like the Gemara tells us in Baba Kama. Al El Azar Zeira Shahayun Noel Min Alim Shchorim Yotzi Lashuk. There was one of the Tanaim that used to wear black shoes, which was a sign of Avelus, and he went out to the Shuk. Pakshu Anshi Rish Galusa V'Shalu Alkach. The Anshi Rish Galusa saw him and says, "What? What are you doing?" And what did he say? I'm being misavel on Yerushalayim. Somebody who's, imagine somebody who's, who's being misabel, not on Tisha B'Av, not during the nine days. Who are you? Amru lo Are you? Are you on that level? You should publicly be wearing these shoes of being misabel, and they locked him up. What are you doing? You're jumping the gun. How can you, when you're taking this upon yourself? Until they realized who he was. But what do you see from that Gemara? We see that the higher we get, in spiritual levels, the more rishus, so to speak, we have to ask. And that is why the Kohen Gadol has the bells to teach us that the higher it is, the closer we can. I. what about Yom Kippur? What about the Kodesh Kadashim? He takes off the bells. What's in the Kodesh Kadashim? As we spoke about last week, the Aaron, which is the symbol of the Torah. Torah, Talmud Torah. You don't have to ask rishus. Kesar Torah Munach Lakol. Kesar Torah, what our learning is above me. No, as we said last week, according to Rashi, the Aaron wasn't carried all the way above them. The Aaron was right next to them. Right, Torah is not above anybody, and there's no special rishus needed. Lo Lamdenu line sixteen. Shevin Yelima Na Torah Lo Olam Lo Yomar Adam. Nobody could ever say Vechi Ani Raui Lo Mo Torah Hashem Harei A Torah Kedushas Al Yonis all the way so high. Surrounded by fire? No, no, no. Take off the bells and go into the Kodesh Kadashim. The Aaron, the symbol of the Torah, that, that doesn't need Rishos. Obviously, there's Berchus Torah in the morning. We have to approach it with a proper perspective. But in terms of the specific Rishos in other areas of, of, our, of our behavior, in terms of mitzvos, there has to be more, more thought, thought process beforehand. Okay, let's get to another one of the Begadim. So we spoke about Begadim in general, the Chavad al-Savaris. We spoke about the Urbatumim. We spoke about the Me'il. Now we'll get into one more. The Tzitz. The Tzitz. What do we know about the Tzitz? We know the Tzitz went across the forehead of the Kohen Gadol. We know it said Kodesh Lashem on it. Major Machlokas. How did Kodesh Lashem appear? What was on the top line? What was on the bottom line? Okay, well, the beginning of Masech Sukkah discusses that. But it went across the Kohen Gadol's forehead and it said Kodesh Lashem. That's what the Pasuk tells us in Pasuk Lamed Vav. V'yasiza tzitz zahav tahor u'fitakht Allah pituch echosam Kodesh Lashem. I always like to mention the thought that Rav Solveitchik once said that he said if you walk into a room and you see on the floor two things. You see the tzitz of the Kohen Gadol on one side. On the floor. You walk in the tzitz of the Kohen Gadol on the floor. And on the other side of the room, you see your tefillin on the floor. Which do you pick up first? And the Rav said, you pick up your tefillin first. The tefillin has more kedusha than the tzitz of the Kohen Gadol. You know, it has a number, many shemas of Hashem in our tefillin. You have to realize the kedusha that our tefillin, we think, Kodesh Hashem, the tzitz, it is unbelievable. But our tefillin are even more unbelievable. You have to realize that. End quote. Anyway, getting back to the tzitz. Kodesh Hashem, fascinating thought. From Rabbi Zion Fierer, in one of his sets of Svarim, Panim Chadashos Torah. He also has Panim Mazbiros Torah. He has Hegyonah Torah. This is in Panim Chadashos Torah. So the Tzid says, Kodesh Lashem. What is that describing? Who is Kodesh Lashem? What is Kodesh Lashem? You, well, you have one of two choices. Either it's talking about the Tzitz. The Tzitz itself is Kodesh Lashem. But ask Rev, Rebbe Tzion Fierer, but all the Begadim are Kodesh Lashem. 
They're all, they're all sanctified. They're all holy. So why does only the, the tzitz get Kodesh Lashem? What's the other choice you can be talking about? The Kohen Gadol. Oh, the Kohen Gadol. What, the, all the Kohenim are Kodesh. Beginning of Parshish Emor. Kedoshim Yulav Lukeim. So what's it talking about? We all know. Kodesh Lashem. What is that describing? What or who is Kodesh Lashem? That's his kasha. Line 6. If it's the tzitz, and if it's about the Kohen Gadol, all the Kohenim are Kodesh. And forget that, all Klaes are all the Kodesh. So what exactly is it? Says the Panim Chadashos Batora, bottom of the page, line 24. Nitan Lomar. The tzitz is going on the Kohen Gadol. But the tzitz is describing to us that the Kohen Gadol, even in the world of Kadosh Kohanim, is unique. A simple halachic difference which reflects a deep hashkafic difference. And that is, a Kohen Gadol cannot even be Matame for his Zion Krovin. The Kohen Gadol's father dies, he can't go to the Leviah. Unbelievable. His Zion Krovin. What does that tell us? What does that tell us about what is demanded of from the Kohen Gadol? That he can't go to the Leviah of his primary relatives. He's not Misabal on them. He doesn't do any, any little bit. Why? See, he quotes the Sefer Achinach line 6 on the next page, because the Kohen Gadol has to overcome and divorce himself from any personal feelings. He has to be someone who's connected to everybody, but really who's connected to nobody. He's a representative of all of Klal Yisrael. He's connected to everybody. And yet he's connected to nobody, not even his own family. That's the amazing and lonely position of the Kohen Gadol. He has to be Lagamre, line 10. Yispashi Lagamre miteva b'nei ish, v'yashkiach milibo kol eisek olam hazeh hadnifsad. V'yachevras hakaruv. And he even has to overcome his personal pain. That's what the Kohen Gadol is. Mi Kohen Gadol nidrash, line 13. Lihinatik. Even from his parents. That's the unique Kedusha that is demanded of a Kohen Gadol. He has to make himself a stranger. He has to make himself unrecognized emotionally, even from his family. Says the Panim Chadoshos Batora now. Here's the punchline. Unbelievable. The Mishnah says at the end of Mesechus Yavamis, in the Kesugis of Edus Isha, identifying the body of a husband so that his wife could get remarried. What do you have to see? Rahman al-Islan, Lamaisa cases. But what do you have to see to recognize the husband? Says the Mishnah, partsuf panim, which means the face including the forehead. Without the forehead, it's not called a recognizable face. It's the forehead that's required. You need both. You need the face with the padachas, with the mezach, with the forehead. So if I don't see the forehead, then that person is not recognizable to me. Says the Panim Chadashos. We put the tzitz, Kodesh Lashem, this unique person is Kodesh, and we cover up the forehead. Because this is saying that he is separate, he is a stranger. He is not identified with even his family. And the Kodesh Lashem is going on him. This is a unique Kodesh Lashem. And it's specifically on the forehead. Because this is the Hisnakrus. This is what's demanded of the Kohen Gata. Okay, two other small points and then we'll be finished. First is a uh, heavy drush. Small thought, a heavy drush. Last two thoughts are on the last section of the parsha, and that's about on the last kli, which we've spoken about in past years. Why this is tucked away here at the end of Tetzaveh, but this time we'll 
just focus on a detail. So what does the Pazik say? The Mizbeach HaKtores, three names, Mizbeach HaKtores, Mizbeach HaPnimi, Mizbeach HaZav, all the same thing. Three different names for the Mizbeach HaKtores, and three different names for the Mizbeach outside also. Mizbeach HaOla, Mizbeach HaChitzon, uh, outside of the Mizbeach uh, HaNechoshes. Says the Medrash, quoted in source 12. What was this Mizbeach made out of? It was made out of wood and covered with gold. That's what it says. It says that at the end of the parsha, Vitzipisa oso zahav tahar. First, Ati shitem tase oso. Vitzipisa oso zahav tahar. It was wood plated with gold. Asks Moshe Rabbeinu in the Medrash. Hayamoshe tama ech evshar shalo yisarif eitz. Burning stuff on here. Isn't it going to burn the wood? The wood? How's it going to... The other one's copper, but this is wood. No, no problem. My type of fire doesn't destroy, says God. Only your type of fire destroys. Yes, you're bringing fire, obviously, with the, with the coals of the... It's fire brought. Milamata, but if Baruch Hu says it's going to have properties of fire milamala, this is not going to be a destructive ish. This is going to be an ish that makes the Mizbeach shine. It's going to be with the gold. Says the Drushim Lechatzehem. The Sefer I found this week, uh, written by Rav Moshe Dovalner, who was the Rav in Budapest and later on in Ashkelon. Snifter a number of years ago. Yeah, and he's a student of the Kleisenberger Rebbe. He has a, he's drushes, little pieces. He says, what's the message of the Medrash? Moshe Rabbeinu asks, is it going to burn up the wood? And he says, no, don't worry about it. Many of us were all mizbechos, and we ask, aren't we going to, if we, if we devote ourselves, and we jump into the Eishat Torah, and we devote ourselves completely, b'mesiris nefesh, to avodas Hashem, and to Torah, and chesed, and mitzvahs, isn't that going to burn up my wood, my, my goof? It's going to affect me adversely, my insides. It's not good for me, my physical complexion, if it's not good for my physical state. If I'm if I'm trying to burn, I'm trying to be involved in the Eishat Torah all the time. Says Hakadosh Baruch Hu, no, no, this is an Eish Milamala, and this is Mechazik you, and this is Hanosin Layoyev Koach V'Kovei Hashem Yachalifu Koach. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives more strength. Kaviel Hashem Chavik Becha. The more fire of Torah that we want, the more we get strengthened from the Torah. So no, it's not going to burn up the wood. It's going to give strength to it and work with the gold. Okay, one final point that we have from Rav Sternbach. All the way at the end of the parsha, Lo salu alav, there's a separate issue, Daraisa, not to bring on the Mizbech HaKtores, Ketores Zara, Va'ola Umincha. We're not allowed to bring a strange Ketores, Ketores Zara on the Mizbech. Only the proper Ketores, not the Ketores Zara. Answer of Sturmbach a simple question. There is no parallel Isser when it comes to the Mizbech HaChitzon. doesn't say anywhere by the Mizbech HaChitzon, don't bring a strange carbon. It just tells us the carbon is to bring. And it's understood. And yet here by the Mizbech HaKetores, there's a specific Isser. Make sure you don't bring an H Zara, a Ketores Zara. Why? So he bases his idea on the Klayaka that we discussed last year. The Klayaka said that the two Mizbechos are Mechaper for different sins. The Mizbech HaChitzon is Mechaper for Averos in the physical realm. The inner Mizbech, the Ketores, which is more sublime and more spiritual, is Mechaper for Averos in the spiritual realm. That's what the Klayakar said. Says of Sternbach, without quoting the Klayakar, in the physical realm, most of the time, we know what's right and what's wrong. And we know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Not always, but it's easier. Once we get into the spiritual realm, sometimes it's more confusing. And sometimes, mitzvahs could dress up as Averus, and Averus could dress up as mitzvahs. And we have to be even more on guard in the spiritual realm. And that's why there's a specific Isser when it comes to the Mizbech Hazav. Ulahachlov Ilan. 
There can be so much confusion. And we have to be even more careful there. We've quoted this before. The Chavetz Chaim writes on the Torah for Parshish Baloscha, where the Pasuk tells us in Zechariah that the Satan was Omed al Yamino Lesitno. The Satan was on our right side to be Mastinas. Ask the Chavetz Chaim. Isn't the, the, usually the right side, the mitzvah side, the stronger side, and the left side is the, is the weaker side, is the Satan side? What's the Satan doing on the right side? Says the Chavetz Chaim because he's dressed up. If the Satan cannot get us, he knows we're not going to do this actual sin. So he dresses up. Chavetz Chaim always gave the mashal. Yeah, stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning learning. Let's see what your chakras looks like. Chavetz Chaim says a lot of times we have, to, we have to balance. right? We think we're doing something, something wonderful. But if it's embarrassing another person, then that's not a mitzvah. Says the Chavetz Chaim, who omin al yamino lesitno. Especially, especially in the world of Ruchnius, on the Mizdeach Azov, we need the separate Isser of, of Baal Taktiru, a Ketorah Zara. And where the Ramchal even says, maybe that was the Avera, that was the problem of Zachariah ben Afkulis, who we know partially, indirectly, caused Chorben Bayis, remember the story of Kamsa Bar Kamsa, when he comes with the, with the without reviewing the story, when he comes with the Balmum, and they say, all the Chachamim say, well, we have to be Makrovit, it's Takanas the Fashus. And Zechariah ben Afkulis says, no, you can't. People are going to say, you're allowed to be Makrovit Balmum. People are going to say, if you bring a Balmum, he's Chayim Misa. So says the Ramchal, what was he talking about? Says the Ramchal, it was mistaken. He thought he was doing an unbelievable mitzvah. But it led to Chorban Abayas. So in the spiritual realm, even more carefully, we have to have this, what the Mishlach Sharm calls, that parachaf is called Mishkala Hasidus. We have to weigh everything so carefully to make sure that we're not bringing Eish Zara or Ketara Zara on the Mizbeach. Hashem, we should all be Zoha to make the proper decisions. And by the Hashem, next week, the Shia will be on Monday night. Monday night, we'll have the Parsha Shia. By the Hashem, we'll talk a little about, a little about Purim as well. But uh, we'll stop here.